Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Grizzlies and the Bobcats shared simultaneous weeks off that saw playoff opponents become solidified and a slew of awards won over the holiday weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Montana's 29-10 win over Montana State secured the number six seed in the FCS playoffs for the Grizz. UM takes a four-game winning streak into its division-best 25th playoff appearance. Montana will host fourth-ranked Eastern Washington Friday night in Missoula after the Eagles posted a 19-9 win over Northern Iowa in the first round on Saturday. Despite the rivalry loss, Montana State takes the number eight seed into the playoffs. The Bobcats will take on an upstart Tennessee Martin squad of the Ohio Valley that forced six turnovers to spring an upset of Missouri State 32-31. The Skyhawks are in their second ever playoff appearance. Montana and Montana State's football teams were each well recognized with the release of the Big Sky Conference's year-end awards and all-league squads. Montana State senior linebacker Troy Anderson was named the league's defensive player of the year. Montana quarterback Justin Ford was named the league's newcomer of the year after transferring to UM from Louisville last offseason. Other Grizz that received first-team All-Big Sky accolades include linebacker Patrick O'Connell, safety Robbie Howe, kick returner Malik Flowers, punter Brian Buscini, and special teams ace Trevin Gradney. Other first-team Bobcats included running back Isaiah Afonso, wide receiver Lance McCutcheon, offensive lineman Lewis Kidd, defensive tackle Chase Benson, and defensive end Daniel Hardy. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Legend, I think I died in an accident because this must be heaven. I gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly, for the day I die, I'ma touch the sky, gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly, for the day I die, I'ma touch the sky, now let's take them high. What up Montana, welcome back, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Well, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for kicking with us. Hope you're having an awesome Wednesday. Big weekend coming up. Playoff football and football in general has stolen the spotlight. That's prone to happen in a state like Montana where people are so passionate about their sports and about their football, particularly college football. But the hoops teams in Montana, pretty interesting as well. There's uh, some definitely some, some big... Narratives surrounding 
Montana and Montana State in both men's and women's basketball. So we'll go through most of those throughout this second hour. I had a chance to catch up with the four head coaches for those teams, Travis DeCure, the Montana men's basketball coach, Danny Sprinkle, MSU men's basketball coach, Trisha Binford, the Montana State women's basketball coach, as well as Brian Holsinger, the new Lady Grizz head coach. And uh, Big Sky Conference play opens this weekend. Sacramento State is in Missoula to play the Lady Grizz. Northern Colorado in Bozeman to take on the Bobcats. And then the men's teams are on the road. Travis DeCure and his squad, they go to Sac State Thursday. And Danny Sprinkle's squad opens up in Greeley, Colorado against Northern Colorado. And then, of course, the flipping of opponents. So it'll be Montana versus UNC on Saturday and uh, Montana State versus Sac State on Saturday as well. But also strange because this new format of scheduling, there's an opening weekend of league play here the first week of December. And then everybody goes back into non-conference, and you can play as many games as you'd like during the the middle time of December there, which usually or almost always is finals week at most of these schools across the league. And also, obviously, of course, Christmas. So there's a variety of number of games for uh, each team. No no real consistency in that, but they're all non-conference games. Then you dive back in to conference play uh, over the New Year's weekend. So... Sort of strange, not sort of, definitely really strange. And uh, the way that the Big Sky scheduling continues to revolve, man, it's just it's because there's too many teams. That's just the flat end of it. We can talk about exhaustively the unbalanced schedule in football where you don't play everybody or this schedule in basketball where you have this lone wolf and uh, these weird travel partners and these atypical schedules where sometimes you have games on uh, Mondays and, and uh, it, it's just a weird deal. The early start within the three-week gap, it's strange, but it's because of the, the unbalance in the number of teams. I think they just need to get it down to a few less teams. It would help football and basketball. Across the board, it would make everything a lot more simple. So, I don't know. Change is coming on the college sports horizon. I don't know what it's going to be, but I can almost guarantee you, I can actually guarantee you it's going to happen. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, where we get um, in the future with, with the way that this all evolves. But for now, this is where we're at, and uh, these teams diving in this year. So, start this thing off with Travis DeCure. His team plays at Sac State. Uh, Coach DeCure, they were on the road. They played the most recently. Played on Monday against Oregon. Uh, 40-point loss there in Eugene to a team that was in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament a year ago. Uh, So, tough one, but uh, probably not going to play anybody like Oregon. (laughs) Actually, I know you're not going to play anybody like Oregon in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, Big season for for Travis DeCure. Uh, He had as much success as any of the men who preceded him at Montana, he is part of one of the great coaching trees in all of men's coach, uh, college basketball. If by chance you missed that series, it, it's a timeless one. There is no timing element to it whatsoever. And uh, I, I still would say, in my humble, humble opinion, it is the greatest thing that I've ever been a part of producing. And uh, got to give a, a huge thanks to both Ryan Tutel and David Graff for their help with that series. But Grizz Great's The Coaching Tree is a 10-episode podcast series chronicling that epic and legendary coaching tree that stems from the godfather of it, Judd Heathcote, to the guy who's facilitated so much of it in Mike Montgomery. But you also have Jim Brandenburg, as well as uh, Larry Kristoviak, Blaine Taylor, Don Holst, Wayne Tinkle, and now, of course, Travis DeCure. Those guys, many of them played at Montana. Many of them then were assistants at Montana. Many of them coached for each other. Mike Montgomery is sort of the glue that binds. But if you are a fan of of great storytelling, you have a reverence for history, or you really want to know why Grizz basketball has been so consistently good for 45 to 50 years, that's your series. Go check out Grizz Great's The Coaching Tree. But Coach DeCure, this is a big year for him. One of the trends that exists in that coaching tree for almost every single one of those guys is with the exception of Larry Kristoviak, who was just here at his alma mater for two years at the University of Montana. Most of the rest of those guys were at Montana for six to eight years. And usually year five, six, and sometimes seven were their most successful years. To this point in Travis DeCure's tenure, that's also been true. This will be his ninth season at Montana. Uh, his, his, uh, those middle seasons, particularly his fifth and sixth years at the helm when they went to the NCAA tournament back-to-back years, the most successful. So uh, oftentimes... 
Well, every time in that coaching tree, guys hit hit it big at Montana, go to the big dance, then maybe have one year of a lull and usually move on. And that's exactly how it went with Wayne Tickle. That's how it went with Blaine Taylor. Uh, That's how it went with Mike Montgomery. Stu Morrill, another guy. Of course, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention Coach Morrill. So... I'm not sitting here trying to perpetuate any sort of narrative that Travis DeCure is somehow, quote-unquote, stuck at Montana, but it is a big year. Can he prove they can get his program back to an elite level? Because uh, two years ago, good, but uh, not quite where they were at. And then last year, more middle of the road in the big sky. They're a very young team, so I I will give them that. Uh, And and they definitely had some obstacles to overcome. Everybody across the landscape of college basketball did, but not playing at home, not playing in front of fans. That's a bummer, and I think he had a hard time getting his players to acclimate to the the culture shock that is moving to Montana. Most of them not from here, from big metropolitan areas. So there's a lot of different factors here, but that's all to say, point blank period, this is a huge season for Montana head coach Travis DeCure. Uh, can he get the Grizz back to where he, I know he, thinks they belong atop the Big Sky Conference? We caught up with Coach DeCure earlier today. Well, happy now to get the ESPN Roundtable for this week kicked off. We've never done four guests on the ESPN Roundtable before, but we get this ESPN Roundtable started with University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis DeCure. And coach, we haven't had you on a little while. We missed having you around. How's it going? How you been? Where you at in the world? Things are going well. Uh, Northern California uh, out here preparing for Sac State and uh, opening up conference, which is the, the, the part of the season we always look forward to most. Well, the uh, the thing that you and I talked about the last time I saw you was all about scheduling and the state of college basketball and the way that it's evolving. And it's just so incredible to watch the the way that the stratification has occurred and, and just how hard it is now for mid-major teams like Montana to build their schedule. So just talk about some of those challenges because you guys have already played Mississippi State, Oregon, couple primetime games, but uh, very few home games aside from over the Thanksgiving weekend and a lot of challenging games on the docket in the non-conference. So what are the biggest challenges when it comes to scheduling at Montana and just in the Big Sky Conference right now? Uh, one of the most difficult things for us is just getting teams to come to Missoula. Uh, I think Danny's got the same issues getting teams to Bozeman. And so a lot of times you just find yourselves on the road uh, probably more frequently than you than you plan. But, you know, fortunately for us this year, we, we get, you know, way more home games than we've had, I think, since 2016 with 17 total home games. Um, you know, and, and having a conference tur- or having a non-conference tournament uh, played a major role in that, which is pretty difficult to put together and, uh, once we were able to do that, we knew that it, it would lead to um, more home games for us this year. So hopefully it's something we can continue to do. Take us through the conference tournament because you are, excuse me, the non-conference tournament because you guys did post a couple victories over the Thanksgiving weekend. The Friday night game against Southern Miss was a good one, uh, an exciting one, but also a good win over a UC San Diego team that came to Missoula uh, with a pretty good mark already. So what did you like about what your team did your last time out at home? Uh, I think it was huge for us. Um, you know, we'd have liked to have gotten three games in three days, just, um, you know, to, to become a little more familiar with conference tournament um, type scenarios. But uh, I think the biggest thing for us, we played two really good teams um, that play two different styles. Um, you see San Diego spreads you out, shoots threes, very similar to our conference where Southern Miss is bigger, more athletic, um, attack the paint, crash the glass. Uh, it's just two different, complete, two completely different preps uh, with no practice, you know, going into the Southern Miss game. So um, for us, one, it was a learning experience, and two, it was a chance to uh, step up to some, some tough challenges. You know, UC San Diego came in with a 4-0 record with Pac-12 wins under their belt. So uh, our guys, you know, their attention to detail was at a high level, and, and they went out and executed like that. And Monday, tough one at Oregon, always a tough place to play. I watched Oregon twice live at the NCAA tournament last year. Incredibly talented team. I know that they lost a couple guys from that squad, but Dana Altman, one of the best in the business. So what did you think of the challenge you faced in Eugene on Monday? How did that get you guys prepared uh, less than a week away from conference play? Well, we knew. Um, we, we were either going to catch them at a good time or a bad time, depending on which way you looked at it, right? It was a good time for them. Um, coming off a couple of losses in the Mount Classic, uh, you know, I think Dana had full attention of his players. Um, you know, at home, they're always a different, you know, monster at home. They're going to be more aggressive and more physical. Uh, and, and so, you know, they got after it pretty good. I, I think it's a team that's trying to bounce back and, and get ahead of this thing in terms of where they stand in the standings before they start playing conference games this week. 
Um, so timing, timing ended up being pretty bad for us, but you know, I think it's an incredible experience because what happens is off the losses is you have a chance to go back to drama a little bit. You've got your team's undivided attention, and, and it should uh, turn into a positive for us this week if we can get off to a good start tomorrow. Certainly an interesting fold here with these uh, additions of these early conference games. I know this has only been going for a couple of years, but what do you think of just the, the prospect of diving into conference in early December, getting back out of conference, and then returning to conference play once the new year begins? Uh, it's pretty difficult. You know, I, I think <clears throat> there's some positives to it in, in terms of, you know, when you're looking at programs like us and, and Montana State where our community is very supportive, um, bringing in uh, some conference foes in December kind of gets the crowd going early. I, I think that's a positive for, for some of the programs that struggle to find Division One home games early in the year and don't have to wait until January to get that going. Um, but then on the flip side, it's pretty difficult because it's, it's really a week where a lot of the teams in our league probably could have gotten some Division One basketball games. So uh, it, it depends on how you look at it. I, I think for us, it's a positive belt. It's, it's an opportunity to kind of jump in and, and see where we stand um, with a couple conference foes. And if, if we if we play well, um, it's a positive. We got off to a good start, and we're sitting in a good spot in the standings. If we struggle, we've got plenty of time to recover and become a better basketball team before we get back to conference in January. Travis DeKeer, head men's basketball coach for the University of Montana, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. And, Coach, a fascinating dynamic with the opener of conference play for the Grizzlies. You guys play at Sacramento State. And I've been covering this league for about 15 years. I've never covered Sac State when Brian Katz wasn't the coach. I don't know what to do. We always have Coach Katz on the show. We love Coach Katz. He's not the coach anymore. So how does that change the dynamic as you prepare for Sac State? Well, uh, they're playing the same style of basketball. The personnel is very similar to last year's personnel. Um, the staff really, you know, the staff has changed with him not being there. Um, but, you know, the, the same guys in terms of, you know, that have been doing the scouts and preparing for the last few years are sitting there in the same spot. So they're a very similar basketball team. I think they're playing with really good energy right now. Um, they've gotten off to a good start. They've got good wins. Uh, so they'll, they'll, they'll be, you know, the usual foe that they have been. They'll be tough, uh, energetic. And, and, and really good on the defensive side of the ball and try to slow the game down as much as possible. So we're going to have to get out there and do what we do and try to be a better basketball team. But one thing about the big sky is you've seen this turnover, you know, year after year, and uh, more and more assistant coaches are taking over programs and doing a good job, and I wouldn't expect anything different there. SAC and uh, Montana, they seem to have uh, similar dynamics just in terms of the priority of defense, physicality, stuff like that. And so um, what do you expect from this matchup on Thursday? Because it seems like it's always a pretty darn good game when the Grizz and the Hornets take the court. No, they're, they're going to hold on to the ball, play slow, um, you know, try to get into some isolations and get the highest percentage shot they can get. And uh, on the defensive end, try to muck it up a little bit, maybe trap you here and there and try to get you out of offense and, the slower the game is, the more comfortable they're going to be. So we're, we're going to have to get the tempo up. Travis DeCure, University of Montana. They take on Sac State to open up conference play on Thursday. Coach, we appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you when you get back to Missoula. But in the meantime, best of luck this weekend. I appreciate it. Talk soon. Travis DeCure here on the ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable presented proudly by Paradise Falls of Missoula. I had a nice lunch at Paradise Falls yesterday, in fact. Howdy to all the people down there. Great folks. Always taking care of you. They got all sorts of stuff going on right now. I know that uh, this is something for the future because today it's in the 60s. So you can go sit out back. They'll eventually have heated outdoor seating there on the patio of Paradise Falls. But you don't need the heat right now because the heat, it's in the air. It's in the 60s in December. I can't believe it in Montana. But someday soon, you'll probably need it. And uh, they'll have heating outdoor seating at Paradise Falls, they also got some sweet gift card specials going. If you buy $50, you get $10 off all the way through Christmas Eve. So maybe give the gift of Paradise Falls. Also, it's a Wednesday, which means it's ESPN Roundtable time. But it also means that once this show starts, you can go get prime rib at Paradise Falls for $18.95. It's a hearty slice. I went there with one of my good buddies, Taryn Hillsland, the other, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago now, but... Anybody that remembers, Taron was an all-big sky offensive lineman at uh, University of Montana. And uh, he goes about 6'8", probably not the 350 he used to be. He slimmed down a little bit, but he's about the biggest guy I know 
And uh, we were both very satisfied with our uh, beef steak that we got there. Prime rib night every Wednesday at Paradise Falls. Definitely delicious. ESPN Radio, ESPN Roundtable. It's joined now by Danny Sprinkle, the Bobcat men. A lot of interesting storylines as well. MSU, I'm not going to say they came out of nowhere, but they they got over the hump. Montana State has actually been the most consistent basketball program in the Big Sky Conference for the 15 years I've covered the league. That's not to say the most consistently successful. They've been the most consistent performers, though. Brad Hughes, during his, I believe, eight or even nine seasons at the helm at MSU, I believe he finished either fourth or fifth every single year. Brian Fish had a tough year, year one, as he started to rebuild and then was uh, pretty much a 500 the rest of the way. They got up as high as fourth, uh, but never were able to get that first round by under Coach Fish. And so they were kind of just sitting right there, fourth, fifth place as well. And uh, MSU was kind of in that same spot. Well, then Danny Sprinkle takes over, and last year they got better down the stretch. And they started to peak in the Big Sky Tournament. And that's been the Achilles heel. Regardless of if Montana State was 4th, 5th, 6th, whatever they were, they just had a bear of a time in the postseason. And they had, you know, the triple overtime loss to Southern Utah and Reno, a game I'll never forget, when Tyler Hall scored a million. <laughs> but Randy Onwisser actually literally set the single-game scoring record, forty, I think 43 points in that game. And... uh that was an incredible duel, but at the end of the day, it's a, the 12 seed, the last place team in the league, winning a tournament game in Montana State, going 0-1, going home. MSU kicked that trend. They won a couple games in the tournament for the first time in, I think, what, 11, 13 years. I'm doing my math, sorry. Uh, but it, it was the first time in 13 years they'd won multiple postseason games. And it's a testament to Coach Sprinkle. I think he's a great coach, especially in-game. I think he gets his guys ready but also keeps them calm. And I think he has as good of a grasp on quote-unquote new-age kids and new-age culture as any of the coaches in the league. And uh, he's at his alma mater right now. I know he's having a hell of a time uh, as the head coach. I know he's enjoying himself being back in Bozeman. But I also think he's an incredibly fast-rising star in the business. And I know he was in the mix for some other jobs this offseason. But he chose to run it back, and so did some of the guys on his team. So they have a sixth-year senior backcourt. In Aminadamu and Xavier Bishop, got to be one of the most veteran and oldest backcourts in the league. And they also got a guy in Jabril Bello, their all-big sky center, who I think is a pro. I think he's going to be a guy that can make money playing basketball, at least overseas. I don't think he's an NBA guy, but he's definitely a guy that is going to play for, I think, as long as his body allows him to or as long as his heart wants him to. So uh, pretty good trio to start with. They've also brought in some pretty talented freshmen. And uh, they got some good shooting as well. The, the challenge for MSU and Sprinkle, very similar to the challenge for Travis Secure during this non-conference. Tough opponents, but also really hard to get home games. Montana State's first eight Division One games, including this weekend open conference play, all on the road. What's it been like? Danny Sprinkle will tell you. Our ESPN Roundtable rolls on. A fun ESPN Roundtable this week because we got four different guests, all four of the Division I basketball coaches from around the state of Montana joining us. And we're joined now by Montana State head coach Danny Sprinkle. Coach, thanks so much for being with us, man. It's been a whirlwind keeping up with basketball and football at the same time for the first time in years. But your team off to a great start. Uh, three straight wins this uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, just take us through it. I mean, what, what are the early returns for the Bobcats and how do you think you guys have done so? far here early in the season yeah you know not bad you know we've had a really challenging schedule uh every division one game has been on the road you know our first eight division one games of the season are all on the road you know which is always tough but i, I think it builds a little toughness so i don't mind it even though i'd love to get our fans back in brick green which they will be next tuesday uh but it's been a uh it, it's been fun it's been a challenge you know going into colorado you know and having a chance to uh to win that game late you know, we just had a couple breakdowns that, that you can't have against really good teams, you know, especially down in the stretch. And, uh, but hopefully we learn from it, you know, and I think if we do, it's going to help us in conference. Uh, obviously, we went to South Dakota State and got smacked up pretty good by a, a tremendous team. You know, that's a team that could win a game in the NCAA tournament, South Dakota State. And uh, then going down to New Mexico in the pit, you know, and having the lead, you know, we're up by four late, late that game. Uh, very similar to Colorado. You know, we just had a couple breakdowns that you can't have on the road against high-level teams. 
And uh, but then our guys responded, and we went down and won three games in San Antonio. And you know, proud of their resolve and, and the leadership. You know, I knew we had some good leadership, and uh, but it, it was it was fun to see it on display. You know, after losing some tough games and, and to go down and really compete three days in a row, but now we're on to now we're on to conference. You know, and uh, a tremendously talented Northern, University of Northern Colorado team, uh, who's you know probably one of the best shooting teams in the country. And so they got five elite shooters, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna challenge us. You know, pretty much mentally and physically down there on Thursday night. The South Dakota State game, an interesting one, because I've always thought that there was some parallels between the universities, and, and there's obviously now the crossover with the fact that Leon Costello, the AD at Montana State, has been the, at South Dakota State previously. But when I looked at South Dakota State, I always thought, man, Montana State could become like South Dakota State uh, in both men's and women's basketball, because SDSU's been really good and, and, and been competitive and even have won tournament games in the past. So, I mean, do you see those similarities? And, and I mean, when you're thinking about how you build your program, do you look at other mid-majors regionally to, to sort of see how they've gotten it done yeah no no question especially you know kind of like you mentioned you know mid-majors from you know whether it's similar climates or, or same regions as us right and uh it was very similar you know i i would i would much rather live in bozeman montana than Brookings, south dakota amen to that baby <laughs> yeah but i'll tell you what i'll take that i'll take their practice gyms i know that but uh you know they 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 pour a lot of money into basketball and that's why they're good you know they uh, they got unbelievable facilities. They have a great home court advantage, uh, but at the end of the day, they have really really good players. You know they have they have three guys right now that are being looked at by the NBA. They're that good, uh, but they just they're so skilled. Uh, they're a tremendous passing team, uh, which leads to their elite shooting. And uh, you know they're it's it's really hard to guard them. It's really hard to guard them. And I you know I spoke with the coaches in Nevada because Nevada played them right after us. And I just told him, I said, I, I, honestly, I don't know how to guard them, to be honest with you. I really don't. And I looked at that score in the first half, and they had Nevada down 30. And so they're just, they're just really good. You know, but you have to, you have to find a way. And, you, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to guard your guy, and you got to be able to guard one-on-one, which we, we did not do that night. But since then, we've gotten a lot better. Well, I know that the narrative coming into this season was the return of some guys that uh, maybe could have done other things, moved on, or, or gone, you know, played professionally or whatever. But you have one of the most veteran rosters uh, in the league. So, uh, how has that element gone? What have you thought of just the early returns for guys like Xavier Bishop and Amin Adamu, guys that are uh, back for their fifth or sixth year of college hoops? I mean, it's been great. You know, like I said, you know, kind of our leadership down in uh, in San Antonio, it, it showed. It was great to have those guys, um, but also, you know. Everybody else in the league is older too. You know, right. I mean, pretty much every really good player came back. You know, Eastern had some kids transfer, but they brought in some older transfers. And then the Esposito kid at, at Sacramento State left. Other than that, every good player is back in the big sky. And so it's going to be an unbelievable league season this year with a lot of veteran and older guys in our league. Uh, but I, you know, I expect you know X Almond and, and Abdul to have tremendous seasons and and, uh, and lead us the entire year. Dave Spriggle joining us, Montana State head men's basketball coach. Speaking of one of those great players, coach, Northern Colorado's got a couple of them, but especially Bodie Hume. And it's funny when college athletics, there's always the old cliche, the guy seems like he's been around forever, but this guy seems like he's been around forever, man. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this guy play. So what do you think of just Northern Colorado and how essential is Bodie Hume to what they do? Uh, he's very essential, you know, but they have they have five other elite shooters around. Yeah. Really, their only guy that does not shoot it is their center, Kerr. Yep. Um, but other than that, you know, they brought in two transfers, you know, Drew Cuxhausen, who who I think is one of the, the elite shooters in the entire country. Um, you know, like he shoots it from deep, and if, if he gets it off, there's a good chance it's going in. You know, and then, and then the Drew Lamont, you know, their junior college transfer from uh, – Northeastern Junior College in Colorado, you know, who's also a tremendous player. So they can play Bodie Hume at the five, and they got five elite shooters on the floor. And so they're they're really hard to guard. And with their kind of offensive style of play, you know, they get you scrambling. And the second you got two on the ball, one of their guys is open. And so that's why it really makes it difficult to, you know, to, to guard them and to keep them and limit them from the three-point line. And they're concentrated on Thursday at Northern Colorado, but uh, Sacramento State on Saturday, and I think this is an interesting one just because I've interviewed Brian Katz as, many, as much as anybody in the league, and uh, the longtime Sac State coach retired in the offseason. So what sort of uh, impact do you think that'll have on them? Because I know he was a guy that was very well-respected around the big sky. 
He was tremendous coach. You know, everybody's going to miss him. Uh, but, you know, Coach Laird, he's been with Coach Katz forever. Right. And so they're, they're not going to change. You know, they're going to be physical. They're going to be grimy. They're going to be tough. They don't beat themselves. You know, you, you have to go earn the victory when you play Sac State. And uh, they're going to they're going to slow it down. They're going to grind it out and, you know, make the game ugly. And, and you got to be comfortable with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a complete opposite game, you know, of Northern Colorado. And so, you know, it'll, it'll be great for our guys to go through these two tests this week and, and see where we're at on Sunday. Last thing for you then, Coach. Uh, it's sort of strange because you open Big Sky play, then you step outside of Big Sky Conference play and play four more non-conference games before you dive back in at the end of the month. So uh, does does the mindset fully switch into conference mode, or how do you navigate this with your guys? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of has to, you know, which is, you know, it, it's hard to do. But, you know, even going through some of the, you know, film yesterday and, and today, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different level of focus you have to have. You know, in conference, you know, and after, you know, we went down there twice last, you know, obviously last year and won both games. So they're, we're going to get their best shot. You know, they're, they're going to be prepared. They're going to be ready. And some of our new guys that have never played a, a conference game, you know, making sure they're aware of what they're going to run into on Thursday night at six o'clock. You know, you can't have breakdowns like we've had in the first six games. You know, now, even though we won a couple of those games in San Antonio last week, and we still had some things that we need to clean up at the end of the games that you can't do in league and still get away and win. And, uh, you know, every game is so critical in the big sky. And so it, uh, it is tough playing that first week of December, you know, especially with some of these young cats that got to get in there. But it is what it is. You know, Northern Colorado and Sac State, they got to they got to play the same games we do. So... That's exactly right. And the uh, contrasting styles when it comes to conference play, especially when you're on the road, certainly one of the biggest challenges in this league and in in major college basketball. That's Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach here on the ESPN Roundtable. We never had four guests on the ESPN Roundtable, so we're going to continue on an elongated, extended ESPN Roundtable. We'll hear from the women's side of things. Trisha Benford from Montana State and Brian Holzinger from the Lady Grizz. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Yeah, I'm two chains on them. Double up. In the double R with a double cup. Yeah, double park at the W. From the south side, gonna throw it up. Been around lane, give me phobia. Every verse I do need a coroner. They say I'm heavy-handed when I'm... If you haven't watched The Shop on HBO, I straight up think that the HBO Go subscription, the money that you pay for that is worth it for that show alone, period. It's one of the best shows you're going to watch. Unbelievably uh, thought-provoking discussions led by the one and only LeBron James, but that little 2 chains tune right there, that, remi- that reminds me of it. Gotta love it. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. An extension of our ESPN Roundtable, where we touch on the college basketball programs from around the state of Montana. No look now, but Trisha Benford into her 17th season at Montana State. Unbelievable. She's had a phenomenal career at MSU, particularly this last third of it. She has been uh, the best coach in the Big Sky Conference. She's got a couple Big Sky Conference Coach of the Years and three Big Sky Conference regular season titles in the last five years to prove it. Montana State, though, still looking for that second NCAA tournament berth. You know, they've been knocking on the door for quite some time, but uh, can they punch through this year? Tough start for the Bobcats. They're 2-5. and five. Like the theme of this interview series has been on the ESPN Roundtable, tough to get home games. A lot of tough games on the road. MSU's already played at Gonzaga, at UNLV, at South Dakota State. Uh, so they definitely have had uh, quite a brutal schedule thus far, and uh, we'll see if they can get it back on track. New head coach at Northern Colorado, Kristen Matteo, and she's got a brand-new roster basically because the Big Sky Conference MVP, Alicia Davis, she transferred 
in the offseason. I actually just heard the other day she surfaced at Division II Colorado Mesa. I thought Alicia Davis the entire time I watched her in the Big Sky should have been playing in the ACC <laughs> or the Big 12. She's one of the most t- individually talented and gifted players I've ever seen at this level. And as only a sophomore, she won Big Sky Conference MVP, which is impressive because the league was very good last year as well, including with a couple really good teams like Idaho State, Idaho, Montana State was in the mix as well. But she was a no doubt about an MVP. But she's out, and so is Jenny Huth at Northern Colorado. So a brand-new look, a whole bunch of transfers from UNC. So that's an interesting fold for Trisha Bitford's squad. Here's her thoughts on the season thus far for the MSU women's basketball team. ESPN Roundtable rolls on. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. We're joined now by Trisha Binford, the head coach of the Montana State women's team. Coach, thanks so much for being with us today. How you doing? I know you're probably pretty tired after a long time on the road this last month. I am definitely getting uh, recharged. Culture to be back in the state for a full month. And, uh, yeah, we're just excited to get back in our building. Haven't uh, seen it for a while. Well, you guys have not been at home uh, since early November and been on the road for a long stretch, including at Gonzaga, at UNLV, at South Dakota State, at North Dakota, and then most recently, down in San Luis Obispo uh, in a tournament at Cal Poly. So just take us through some of the challenges of that. I mean, not only are you playing phenomenal opponents, but really tough places to play, too. So how have you thought your team has endured uh, the challenges of this last month? Well, I think the team would uh, tell you that uh, it's been rockier than we expected it to be. Um, But I think most of that is due to uh, us and uh, the great partner. Those are things that we can control. Um, But uh, there's been really great moments of brilliance, and we just haven't put those pieces together. And we're we're just just building on that. Uh, So mentally challenging, of course, when you're trying to get organized academically and, and regroup and do that all over again and not staying uh, consistently in the same bed and uh, doing a lot of laundry for the three days you're back. Um, But the biggest thing is our kids grew. uh, They got closer. Um, Like I said, we've had some great moments and we're going to kind of chip onto those and uh, see if we can put more of those together. Well, I know the academic part is such a huge part for your program, and I know finals must be coming up. So I know in college basketball, the head coach has so much influence over the scheduling. How much of a priority do you put on that element, just making sure that you're not on the road when when big tests and big finals are coming up for your kids? Yeah, I think that's always been a challenge uh, for preseason scheduling in general. Um, You're trying to put together a schedule. It has always been uh, difficult to getting opponents to come here in Bozeman. And typically in the month of November when we host the state volleyball tournaments, we're just working around uh, certain weekends that we might be hosting football games as well. And so those are the other logistics that come into play when you're also trying to focus on academics. But the priority has always been that we want to be here during finals week, of course. And even leading up to finals, the more you can be around uh, both the better and so we've got a few weeks here that we're able to do that which is great um and our kids you know we obviously would not have done that if we didn't think our kids could handle it which they have certainly done a great job of being proactive and our professors here at montana state have always been amazing to work with on helping them get organized be prior maybe doing some uh tests that have to be proctored um potentially on the road trip or you know whatever we have to make up when we return so really proud of our kids for the resilience of that. We have a young squad, but uh, they're learning those ropes very quickly. Trisha Bifford joining us, Montana State head women's basketball coach. And coach, a common theme that we've been talking about with um, head coaches on both the men's and women's side is that scheduling element. And um, I know Coach DeCure and Coach Sprinkle both say because they have good teams and, and good home court advantages, hard to get teams to come to their barn. So are you seeing that as your program has increased and uh, your, your reputation for home court advantage has, has uh, you know, reached higher prominence? Have you seen it impact the scheduling? Well, for sure. I mean, I think the other dynamic is, you know, if somebody's going to pay that kind of money to come into Bozeman, even though it's it's becoming a whole lot easier, I think that's the word that we also have to get out with Southwest Airlines coming in. Right. Um, but the other dynamic is just getting that second opponent and second game. And so us and Montana had worked together um, previously in the past, and we're still trying to do so. Like if uh, somebody's coming to play one of us and they can catch another game, you know, UND was a similar opponent that uh, we're trying to get 
it on the same uh, time frame as well as North Dakota State. And I think those are the logistics that you have to be really intentional about um, so they can pick up that second game, you know. But uh, over those holiday breaks, those Thanksgiving breaks, all those uh, uh, tours in the Caribbean makes that also very challenging. I think right. people are choosing the Caribbean um, <laughs> for Bozeman. But we're the, we're the Caribbean for uh, people on, you know, the coastline. So um, we're going to continue to work at it. But uh, um, uh, at the same time, to get South Dakota State's Gonzaga's BYU's on our, our schedule, um, even though the first two opponents um, when we played them have been very, very challenging, uh, at the same time, it's only going to build us and make us better. So that's that's the step this program's taken, and uh, we got to respond to it. Well, don't look now, but Big Sky Conference play is here. Montana State opens up Thursday against Northern Colorado and then Saturday against Sacramento State. Uh, PSA for everybody, the Sacramento State game initially scheduled as a matinee, 2 p.m., as uh, many of the Montana State home conference games are, but moved to 7 p.m. because the Bobcats have a home football game at uh, 2 p.m. in the FCS playoffs against Tennessee Martin. So anybody out there that's listening, the game for the uh, Montana State women has been moved to 7 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, but, Coach, this is utterly fascinating to me. In a 12-team league, I've never seen five new head coaches at one time, and you get to play two of them back-to-back at Northern Colorado with Kristen Matteo and uh, Sac State with Mark Campbell. So how, how challenging does that make the scout when you're, you're playing programs in which you know, you've never played these coaches before? You really have no idea what the dynamic of the roster or uh, the style of play is going to be. Yeah, it's definitely feeling a little bit more like a preseason game in the fact that they feel more like new opponents. There are some similar, I mean, there's some uh, returners in those programs, but the style of play is drastically different. So, you know, I think for any scout, you're just prepping to prepare your kids for what they most likely are going to be seeing. Um, But it's also still very early for everybody where they haven't had everything ironed out. So, you know, the biggest thing I think this time of year is still cleaning up what you do and uh, for and teams to really earn a great shot on the on defensive end and then obviously um, how you're executing as a group and so um, excited about the weekend um, like I said to be back in the brick period um, but yeah it's two very different styles of play than um, both those programs last year. Well last thing for you then coach uh, this is the it's been a couple of years now where we've had this sort of strange start to conference play where you get a couple games in December then you go back in the non-conference and have to wait to get back into Big Sky Conference play until uh, the turn of the new year. Uh, so what do you think of this? I mean, is it strange trying to adjust the conference mindset and then dipping back out and having three or four more non-conference games before you then dive into Big Sky Play full-time? Well, it's definitely uh, strange, but it's also exciting at the same time that uh, your kids got to get locked in because these two games matter. You know, they're going to really matter um, towards records and, you know, the preseason games matter a little bit less towards your Big Sky more than so, you know, the RPIs, so to speak. So I just think uh, that kind of gives you a little bit of a fresh start at 0-0 for this week for everybody as far as conference standings go. So I love that element of it, but it's it's a little bit unique because um, then you're going to get uh, that, that other mix in, in between before uh, we hit Christmas break. So just got to adjust and adapt and get your kids as prepared as you can. Trisha Benford, Montana State women's basketball coach here on the ESPN Roundtable. Trish, thanks for joining us. I uh, appreciate it, Coulter. Have a great week. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We still have one more of the basketball coaches to get to, but we're going to take one more break on the other side. Brian Holsinger as well as Sophia Stiles, the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week in women's basketball. Keep it right here. Take you home with the Lady Grizz on a Wednesday. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I'm a street commando, Nino. 
on this hook of Picture Me Rolling, if you know the rapper that's rapping this right now, text 406-888-1029. 406-888-1029. Tell me who's rapping right now. I'm not going to tell you. If anybody tells us, we'll find a special prize for you. We got a prize box. We'll get it in there for you, I promise. So if you know who's rapping right now on this Tupac track, text us. 888-1029. Looking for this actual MC, not Tupac himself. Basketball coverage rolls on. Caught up with Brian Holsinger, Sophia Styles from the Lady Grizz earlier this week. Some players that have, are familiar with all the, the teams, but then also having some people on the coaching staff that know a lot about um, league and how much you're going to kind of talk to them and pick their brain as far as um, facing all these these teams that are very familiar with each other. Maybe not this weekend, but in general. Yeah, and like I said, this weekend we're all new. All three of us are all new from different places, so that's kind of unique. But you know, without a doubt, I mean, Nate Nate has been through the the battles, and Jordy's been through the battles. Uh, Joss and I are coming in like, okay, this is different than the Pac-12, which is what we know. And so, um, yeah, it's just a it's a it's awesome to be part of a conference like this. It's awesome to be able to battle day in and day out. It's fun to look at the scores each week and see where each team is and where 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 things are going. And so we're just really excited to to be at home, number one, like I said, and and uh, the opportunity to, to start out and and really start conference well. So if you went out for you, kind of coming home, you guys are playing pretty well. I'm sure, like, fans are going to show out and it's going to be, you know, league start. So, like, what's the excitement level kind of coming home and uh, getting ready for conference play? Yeah, everyone is super excited to be back at Dahlberg. Our fans are amazing, and playing here is just, like, nothing like else and so we're all really excited to be back on the, our home court. Sophia just with this start of the season so far obviously it was a tough loss at Gonzaga or here against Gonzaga within two pretty long road trips and you know beating a bunch of D1 schools what was that like to see this team kind of take off the way they have so far? Yeah it was really exciting I read that it's one of our best starts in a long time and I think it just is showing all of the work that we've been putting in since the summer and I think it's just been really exciting. This team's gelling really well pretty early, so hopefully we can just keep getting better throughout the season. Then, Brian, just kind of your evaluation of the season so far with, you know, a lot of new faces, but you do have some vets like Abby, Sophia, Carmen back, and just kind of mixing all that together. How has that worked so far with uh, all the new faces coming in? It's been great, you know, and it's been since the summer. I mean, you, you get here right off the bat, and you, you we've talked about this a few times, but you develop trust, and you begin developing the chemistry and the culture that you want. And so... There's nothing better than games to really um, show the good things that happen, but also show the weaknesses that occur, too. So we've seen some things that we, we need to improve on, um, a lot of things, and we've seen some things that we've done well. And so it's exciting. Our team's coming together. We're getting a better picture of what I think we will be like uh, down the road. Uh, we're fortunate to win some close games and execute down the stretch, which has been great. That doesn't always happen like that. You know, I've been around coaching long enough to be on the other end of those kinds of things. But these girls have been resilient. Um, they're really good at making adjustments and listening and going out and doing what we ask. And so it's been fun. It's, you know, the close games, I think for coaches, it's, it's stressful. But for them to win a close game is super fun and builds camaraderie and builds excitement. And, and so it's been really good. And I'm really proud of them because it's, they've been resilient, no doubt about it. You mentioned the fact that you're playing against two new head coaches. There's five new head coaches in this league. I never heard of that before. What impact do you think that'll have on the league race? I mean, is that, I guess, what's your perspective? Just there is so many new ideas in the league right now. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you're, you don't look back at past film because it's new. Like, there, there's new systems, right? It's like, I'm new. And so, for it's you have the old coaches who have been very successful, right? Like Idaho, Idaho State, and Montana State, obviously. And and so you have some of them who've been here a long time, and then you have a bunch of new ones coming in. It's just, you know, it's exciting. Uh, we, I've competed against, uh, obviously, Mark coming in this weekend quite a few times with Oregon and Oregon State, and I was at Washington State, too. And, and so know him pretty well, and he's a really good coach and really good recruiter. And, and um, Chris and I don't know as well, um, but Nate does because he was down in Texas. So we have a, there's some familiarity in both things, and we're just excited to get going and, and you know, figure out ways to win a conference. When you're scouting Sac State, preparing for Sac State, do you use stuff that you see from when Mark Campbell's at Oregon? You know, not really. Um, you know, when you become a head coach, you kind of take some things, you leave some things, you put your new things. So we're just focusing on what they've done 
recently more than anything. Uh, you definitely take some experience from from years and years of competing against each other and what may, you know, the, some feelings of what may happen and what may not on the defensive and offensive end, but really to take it for what it's worth this year. So you go, Bryson Holsinger, Larry Grizz head coach. His team opens up Sacramento State tomorrow night. I would say we got some tickets for you, but we already gave them away. You guys have been awesome about calling for all of our awesome tickets. So that makes this very fun. Appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for being with us. A lot of basketball action today, so I hope you enjoyed that hearing from all the head coaches from both the Montana and Montana State women's and men's basketball teams. That was part of an elongated and uh, very thorough ESPN roundtable here on Nuanas Now, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. It's going to be a busy weekend because we got hoops all evening tomorrow. Then we got Grizz football Friday night. We got Bobcat football Saturday afternoon. So I got my live sporting events all lined out for the weekend. That's going to be very fun. Tomorrow, we'll get you all set up for the weekend. Got some good analysis from Brooks Nuanas coming at you. SkylineSportsMT.com. Also, our good friend Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports, is going to swing by. We also have our Hauk highlights with some of Bobby Hauk's best from the week, as well as a couple bites from Omar Hicks Anu and the return, number two in three weeks, Mike Kramer will join us as well. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been... Nuanas Now, thanks for listening. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.